Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. How are you all doing? <laughs> so, believe it or not, I am currently in a cat costume <laughs> for Zoom, and I am doing a podcast in a cat costume. Have you heard about that before? Probably not. Anyways, I just wanted to come here to discuss some really important topics, but uh, first things first, I just thought it was really important to just come here and speak to you guys for those who don't know that the current situation in China with Muslims is terrible. Uh, Not only is it shown in the New York Times articles by The Guardian or even some influencers themselves uh, that I've listed actually in my profile, in the highlighted section. Uh, It has been practically present in a lot of social media platforms because of the coronavirus and the current situation in the US. It has been propelled as uh, it should have if the situation was exclusive, you know, uh, all of the things that are going around with Trump and with Biden, the elections and the coronavirus. And I do believe that people kind of don't really know what's going on in China and the horrible situation these Muslims are being held to just because of their religion in this concentration camps with presumed violence and they have been alienated from their families, their countries, whatever. It is really important, despite the state we are in right now, to just acknowledge that the rest of the world is suffering and we need to take action for it. I posted a video, I don't know if you guys saw it or whatever, in my reels, so if you guys want to get more information, some facts that I've really, really worked hard on uh, compelling correctly, you can check out that video, and if you want to see evidence, if you want to see links, you can go into my flow page that I've listed in my bio, it's the link, and you can check out some really, really, really important videos that you should watch if you are you want to understand more about the topic or if you just want to see what's going on. And I also wanted to speak about something that's related to that, which is um, the fact that I got like this backlash for it because according to some person that I'm not going to be talking about because it's not important, I just wanted to speak about the crucial uh, info that comes with it. Just that like, you're not thinking uh, crucially, you're not thinking in the correct manner since you are predisposed with the American imperialism to think this way or that way. They are gray areas. And I do understand that in life, they are gray areas. I'm not talking about politics here because the Chinese uh, communist government is doing this, but I'm not targeting them because of their political view. I'm targeting them for what they are doing to those Muslims, okay? So aside from political views, um, that is what I'm doing. Anyways, this person was like, you need to understand that there are gray areas, you know, the media manages a lot of information. And I do have to agree with him on that statement in regards to the way that media works and the way it shows information that is very, very, very biased. And it, it kind of isn't in a sharp and straightforward manner. But I held my word, guys, and I showed him evidence. So you can go check it out. I literally... I probably left some speechless because it's, it's literally true. I added a lot of accounts for influencers that are actually acting up for this thing that is extremely important. I acted documentaries, I acted articles, and 
okay, the articles could possibly be biased because they're from American companies, but the Chinese government has neglected any opportunity to share information to prove themselves to put, to prove themselves right and prove the counterpart wrong. They haven't done that, so I do believe that my argument and the argument of uh, influencers like Emily and TikTok are very strong. You can check out everything you need if you still doubt me or you need more information. I just wanted to share that thought because violence cannot be condoned, especially if you're judging people because of their religion. We went through that in the Holocaust. It was terrible. It's not something that we should be ever be proud of in human history. So, hmm. In spite of that, I do want to talk about other things today. And sorry from like a little hype, it just got me real mad because some people just don't understand the way that stuff works. But anyways, today I uh, got a request to talk about the LGBTQ community and me being an ally. I just wanted to share some thoughts that are really important for those who maybe don't really understand the LGBTQ community or don't really find it uh, as important as it should be. So. Um, how should I start with this? I consider myself an ally for a couple of principles based on the way that I don't want to spend my life being a bitter person and judging anyone for who they love, because I do believe that love is love and that love isn't um, related to any sexual connotation that does not go beyond what we can control. I think that you can't control the person that you are in love with because believe me, if I could control it, I would be a lesbian and wouldn't be with guys because guys are treating me like crap right now, but that's not the point. The point is that I do find myself being an ally and talking about that point because you can't really control who you love and Believe it or not, people have had this uh, homosexual orientation or uh, being transgender and other categories shown in the LGBTQ community for a very long time in history. Uh, for example, and I'm going to quote like a really uh, general and objective example that was present in the old society. Uh, there were, I do not condone the behavior of it, but there were uh, gay bars for men and it was kind of the beginning of uh, that like hatred towards them because they went to these bars and well, people used to maybe dress up as women, whatever, it's not the point. My point is that even in the 1800s and the 1900s, I'm specifically talking about the 1800s uh, right now in the US, this happened a lot in Europe too. And it is not something that started in the 21st century. This that is something that people uh, that are uh, homophobic sometimes tend to forget, you know. And it's really important to know that history has tried to erase that part of our lives and the part of our ancestors' lives because it wasn't something that was well seen. And it's still something that isn't well seen by lots of people, even some government representatives. And the point is that we cannot act like it started in the 21st century when the 21st century only marks a little point of revelation and a little point of revolution that helped these people seek peace, seek justice and seek respect from fellow members that don't identify as 
homosexuals, transsexuals, bisexuals, and other sexual categories. Um, I also love to call myself an ally or uh, call myself an ally more so because I think that if we want people to respect our sexual orientations, for example, I know that it's in like a heteronormative for me to just go like, oh, I like men, like it's normal. It's the normal that has been in society, but what if it wasn't? I would still want people to respect my sexual orientation. You know, we turn the cards opposite and being homosexual was normal. And I'm like, no, I actually like men. I would like people to respect me for my sexual orientation in spite of what society entails. And I do believe that's a really important point. And if you guys find yourselves discussing this with people like are being conflicted or homophobic or showing really like bad tendencies towards the lgbtq plus community you could just place that argument and if they say yeah but that's not the, the way the world works you could be like well it could possibly be that way you know what if it was that way people like to say they're empathic people like to say they're kind but tell them place yourselves in those shoes what will you do? How would you feel? And if they're not able to answer the question, then you need to literally be straightforward with them. Like, you're not empathic. You're not understanding me. I don't want you in my life anymore. And that's it, guys. You will find better people that will understand you and love you for who you are and not who you are supposed to be. Because that term doesn't really literally exist. You are not supposed to be anyone but yourself. So... <laughs> I know that was kind of like a really important talk in kind of a short while, but I really want to get that out of my chest. And talking a little more about the LGBTQ community, I just wanted to say that, I mean, in no disrespectful manner to be talking about them or the community itself. I'm just talking about it as a third party that shows respect to it and of course receives respect the other way around too so i don't mean any disrespect guys i don't want this message to get across to someone who's like talking out of their ass i just really thought that it was really important one because i got the request and also because i know that society still has lots of progress to do in terms of accepting sexualities and how the spectrum works also I tend to see that a lot of old people, conservative people use like the world like, oh, okay, we weren't raised like you were raised. But like, that's probably the worst argument you could ever give to anyone, okay? I'm gonna prove it. So let's just use the ace example, okay? People born in 1980, no, 1918, I'm sorry were born in the middle of war, right? Yes, they were uh, also part of the Second World War. Okay, what about your grandparents? Okay, if they were born in the 50s, they were also part of wars, you know? And we weren't exactly part of wars, you know? We were born in the 2000s, really not, not any big war ex existed in this part of America. But we still acknowledge war we still respect what happened we still reflect about what happened right so what if for instance grandparents or older people are like okay uh, yeah i want to war i was like, related to the lgbtq community you can be like okay you went to this path in history and we acknowledge it 
even though we didn't go through it. But why is it that we are going through something in the patch of history because of course the sexual liberation of people is important and you are not acknowledging it. Put that into perspective. And if they say, and say to you like, oh, it has nothing to do with that, you can be like, I mean, yeah, because it's still a really important issue that has actually tried to be fixed in society today and people aren't um, understanding that and that would need to be empathic essentially. And then they're gonna be like, okay, maybe he's a, he has a point, whatever, whatever. But it's really important to put examples when you're explaining it because I, I've seen that people actually kind of get the point in, inside of their heads with examples. So I just thought that if you ever encounter someone that's homophobic or doesn't really try to support the LGBTQ community or at least show respect for it, you know, you can prove them that. And I hope that it was useful. Anyways, so I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. <laughs> it's going to be three like subtopics in, in one whole episode that uh, it's gonna be crazy okay <laughs> we're all going a little insane so so what's the problem there is not okay so uh since you guys know that i also talk a lot about emotions i'm gonna be talking about that today because it's really important and i kind of use this as my therapy <laughs> kind of weird but self-reflection is really useful for me I've tried a lot of therapists and it really does not really work so this is my therapy thank you for coming today I also wanted to discuss uh besides what we already talked about the horrible conditions the Muslim communities are in the LGBTQ community and its history I also wanted to talk about the emotional impact that quarantine has had over me because uh, even though it hasn't been, for instance, as heavy as it has on some of my friends or some of my family members, I still see a change in terms of the way that I relate myself to others and the way that I share conversations and interact. Because I have gone out of my house very safely with distance, with alcohol, and with masks, obviously, but I find myself really like not being capable of engaging into real conversations just because I'm so used to being with myself and with my mom all the time. And it's kind of hard for me because I'm like an introvert and I'm really not that good at like bringing new topics to conversations. I tend to like participate in conversations where like my other uh, like, I don't know, friend or, pe or person that I'm talking to is like adding more to the conversation, you know? Because sometimes I feel that if I say something new, it's gonna be awkward or people are not gonna be into it. So I just tend to like follow the conversation that they lead. But anyways, I thought that was like a really, like, I don't know if sad, but like intricate thing because I've never been like that good with talking to new people or just talking to people in general that are like in my really, really tiny friend and family like a zone. So it was like weird. And I just miss being able to, for instance, go into my school and talk to my class in the front of the class and not feel anxious. Like, even though I'm talking to my class through a screen, I still feel like feel anxious and like feel anxiety and that, in like such a higher level than it used to. It's really weird. I think that quarantine has pretty much done that to me because like this very singular impact that has really like brought me down, not, not like emotionally, but just like socially. And even though I made some new friends through quarantine, which I'm really, really grateful for, 
I still feel that when I, when, you know, when the, the situation gets better and I go out, I'm going to be like so awkward because I've lost that human interaction, that human connection that I used to have so often when I went to school and talked to, I don't know, 10 teachers every day or 10 different classes. So it was like a really special thing that made me a little bit, a little bit less introverted than what I am right now. So I just think that that's something that it's not preoccupying me, but like, it just worries me a little. And if you are going through the same thing, just so that it's okay. I mean, everybody is going through the same thing, I bet, because like, we're not having the same amount of interactions with people anymore, but it is normal. And if you guys are going through a rough patch, uh, maybe even rougher than mine, that's normal too because everyone has different personalities and different ways that in their ambiance and how it affects them. So if you are an extroverted person, you know, you like to go out, you like to talk to new people and I bet it's really hard, you know, to stay home and just talk to like a really, really tiny group of people every day in person. So I just hope you guys are all handling quarantine well and you are following quarantine because despite of us living alone and sharing no meals with other people, we need to be empathic with those who are suffering and those who are living in the same room with 12 people, no internet, and are struggling. So, uh, was it a short chapter? Was it, this is a really short episode, right? Right? I don't know. But anyways, I also wanted to share another piece of information. If you guys are into keeping up with me, <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians, ha-ha, ha-ha, it's a new show. Now it's Keeping Up With Max. You can follow the account that I've created for my podcast, which is L-T-O-C Podcast. Why L-T-O-C? Let's talk it over coffee. Let me repeat again. It's at L-T-O-C Podcast, okay? You can also find it in my bio for my main account, which is Maxima Sotomayor. If you follow me there, you can also click on it and it's there. I'm posting some really cool pictures and I'll be posting some awesome, awesome information and new updates. It's going to be so fresh, guys. And yeah, I just want to share that information with you. And merch will be coming soon. I'm not going to say very soon because it's kind of hard to just work out with the in, like the info that I have right now and like what's going on with quarantine. But it will be coming next year, I suppose in its early fifth stages or faces. But I hope you guys have a really wonderful night, day, or afternoon. I hope you guys are indulging in an amazing coffee because it's what you deserve. We need coffee. Coffee is supreme. We don't drink tea here, okay? <laughs> if we drink tea, leave, <laughs> okay? So I hope you guys had an amazing day. I am so very grateful that you are listening to this podcast and I hope you stay tuned. Peace out.